Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Nothing can stop us because we're all the way up on a Tuesday edition of said program. Adrian over there. Lindsay Hello. Over Hizzle. And uh, we are here to talk about sports and the other things, mostly. Lots of sports this week, though, yeah. starting off the week. Yeah. And, and all of the sports, too, from hockey to college basketball mm-hmm. to the NFL to the NBA, like baseball. I saw baseball walking into Wingstop yesterday, and it was like a live game, not a replay really? from a 1999 game. I was like, look at spring training. The higher level fruit is the business, or at least the picking that we are in. Because social media, you can get all of your breaking news stuff like so-and-so signed here for this money, so-and-so. Like, that ain't fun for us. That ain't fun for anybody. So we try to talk about the nuance. We talk about the larger conversations. And we have a pretty good conversation uh, in, in a few minutes with Joe O. He always joins us on Tuesdays. He's on BetQL Daily for sports wagertainment in the morning and stuff. And he's always a, a, a great interview. But I think today's is especially um, special, mostly because he led off with – uh, Joe Dirt reference, and we find out some very interesting details about, about people about on the show. On the show, I'm not gonna say who they <laughs> pertain to. Maybe their name starts with an A and ends with a Drian, but you'll have to stick around and listen to it. Uh, but we will be posting that interview to the podcast feed as well. Uh, Playmakers feed is there. Nightcap feed is there. Should have um, yesterday's talks around the NHL trade deadline up. So if you're looking to kind of revisit those moments before the Golden Knights kind of messed a bunch of stuff up, it's certainly there. But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on these days. And when you have something that's special in front of you, sometimes we don't necessarily recognize what it truly is. But those who have been there before, those who have previous experience – I mean, if there's anybody that knows it's them, right? Or if there's anybody's guess, it's probably theirs I would most trust. Yeah, the ones that have been there. Yep. And so when when Bill Guerin comes out in the press conference today after beating the Golden Knights 3 to nothing, uh, he's the GM for the Minnesota Wild, he says we're all in. Um, I, I believe him, and I really believe that the, the uh, Minnesota Wild are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs because they have a lot of the big recipe pieces for teams that show promise to go deep in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's not just your ability to score goals. It's your ability to 
really survive, to, to, to have bodies bounce off you, to add grit, to make you hard to play against other than on the scoreboard. And when you go all in, especially when it kind of culminates together really quickly like this Minnesota Wild quote-unquote rebuild has, sometimes it can create a little bit of, a, of a, an illusion or maybe even a mirage in, in some sorts. We could probably apply that to most professional sports because, like, when Patrick Mahomes wins his first Super Bowl and what was his second season, second yes. full season, mm-hmm. not one, not two, not three, not four, not five different quotes that were stealing from the Miami Heat big three from years ago in terms <laughs> of how many championships that they said they were going to win because how could they not with all this talent at their disposal? How could Patrick Mahomes not take over this league? But guess what, guys? There are ebbs and flows. Other teams are looking to get better. Other teams are taking notes on how much better your team is. And ultimately, everybody's human. Everybody poops. Everybody has to look at themselves in the mirror, including Bart Scott, and say to themselves, you know what? Maybe my take wasn't so outlandish that I made today where I proposed that the Chiefs and the Titans may miss the playoffs next year. People are ripping him to shreds. But you know what? I, I don't think that that's uh, too far-fetched. I really don't because all championship windows have a different life cycle, but the expectation is what truly lasts the most and what truly impacts all future decisions the most because how many times have we seen teams try to recapture the magic or, or double down on a team that just felt a little bit too short and it creating way more problems for them in the near future and the far future. Sometimes you miss out on potentially the, the right build, the right roster concoction because you're, you're too worried about making this one fit. And so I'm not saying the Chiefs are there, but what's the difference for you, like the writing on the wall from a team perspective versus a management perspective versus a fan perspective? Well, I think that the fans are, are becoming more and more aware and kind of more in tuned with this is a very short window. It doesn't matter whatever sport. I mean, look at the Nets. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. That lasted less than two years. When the NFL coaching cycle is, for some coaches, two years. For most, Mm -hmm. three. Two to three-year windows. And that's why I think there's an overemphasis now on when you look at the NFL and some of these roster decisions, or even me personally, we're like, listen, I love Baker, and there's so many things that he brought that I had never experienced before, taking the team to the playoffs. But the the margins are too thin in sports now. All these playoff games in the NFL were decided by three points. All of these games, from the Super Bowl to the divisional round, the margin is so slim. So, but- so all these decisions are so important. So I think the leash is shorter than it's ever been. I think the I think it's shorter than it's ever been, but I also think the Kool Aid drinking has never been more feverish. Because, In terms of what, though? like I'm just taking take like the take Patrick Holmes as an example, mm-hmm. like earlier this season where they weren't they didn't get off to the best of starts. They had their home crowd booing them, and they were pissed. Like the guys on the team, like you, it was part of like NFL films or something like that, where they're like, "Yeah, guys, we just won you a championship. We've been we've been yeah. to the AFC. That's where maybe it's maybe it's more chalked up to like just the dehumanization and and maybe the separation that we've had to experience the last couple of years, where it's just, especially with professional athletes, they're in a bubble. Like we're watching them. It almost seems like they're on a different reality, and this is part of the problem. So we we think that. 
first of all, it's okay for us to kind of treat people like this and, 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 and with that negativity, but also that they should just be able to replicate it. Like the, the leash is short for failure, but the leash for success, or at least the expectation, there's n- never been more slack. Like if you find it, if you find, if you find a way to show that you have an edge, you have, you are given so much fertilizer. No, and I and I, and I see your point there. And even like you talk about the Chiefs, the Lakers this year, where yep. the Lakers were getting booed, and like they just won a championship fifteen months ago. And we look they at it differently, football and basketball too. Don't yeah, we? it's no, weird how that works. A hundred percent. And and also just to bring up my the the thing I was saying earlier with the margins, where mm. if you look at that stretch to be to to begin the season for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, where it was those four or five games to start the season where things weren't going well and they lost a couple games and, ah, oh, the sky's falling. Interceptions, he's running yeah. around, forcing p- passes. Yeah, if that happens again this year, then they won't make the playoffs because that division is so much more difficult. Um, Agreed. But it, it's just, it's one Somebody of those things. Somebody has to be the loser. Yeah, and, and just for clarification with Bart Scott, so this is who he had in the playoffs. These were his predictions. Mm. He had the Bengals, Broncos, Bills, and Colts winning the division, and then for the Bengals, wild... Broncos, Bills, Bills, and Colts. So Colts. it's a huge year for the bees. <laughs> yes, Bengals, Bear. Wait, what? Bears, Bengals, Broncos, Bills, Colts, and then your wild cards are the Browns, the Chargers, the Ravens. Um, and that's on the AFC side. Yes, and and that's really what what he you know. And shout out to Bart Scott. Excuse me. Bart, shout out to who? Bart Scott. Shout out to Bart Scott. Uh, for being versatile, getting hot takes on Get Up, talking about players taking Viagra in cold weather games, he yeah. can really do it all over there. The crazy. Well, he's been in it though. And yeah. That's why, like when when it's somebody that's been in it, like that's why I always, whether it, they have experience in the league or they have experience in championships, like there's always people that are willing to kind of go out there and take a stand. Like it's one thing when like Skip Bayless does it; it's another thing when a play like a recently former player. And I think that speaks to their understanding or at least their recency bias because they have been more closely affiliated with the league of how this life cycle truly works and and how you can read a team, even if they are just coming off of a successful season, what momentum going downhill looks like and downhill in a bad way because we all know like getting downhill is usually a good connotation that we like to make for free and clear, especially when we're talking about running the ball. But I got to be honest with you, Lindsay, I kind of disagree with you in terms of I feel like whether you're a former player or someone trying to break in, the hot take is what is needed, the yelling yes. and the loudest. And so I think this was his attempt at it. The one thing to me is that, OK, on one end of the spectrum, the drop off for championship teams usually doesn't happen slowly. You know what I'm saying? It usually the next year when it goes bad, it goes Depends bad. Depends on the roster construction. Though. Yeah, no, true. But for the most part, when you look at some of these teams, like when you look at the Eagles, like that happened quick when they won the Super Bowl and then it went bad and it's happened to other teams. But when I look at the Chiefs, we're talking about a team that Patrick Mahomes, his whole career, he hasn't not played in the AFC conference game. And when they lost to the Bengals, I said it the the Monday after, it felt like they had this arrogance that they thought because they've had this history and that they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. that they could just play this team Cincinnati because who the hell Cincinnati? And that arrogance is from the funhouse mirror Yeah, that this psychology kind of morphs into because it, I, we should be easily be able to beat them. Like, we we still have we we still have all of our weapons. We still have Kelsey. We still have yeah. this. We still have and that. And 
Go ahead. Sorry. And the one thing is that when they lost to the Patriots, I think a lot of people could point to, well, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. The offensive line was was injured. They weren't mm-hmm. there. It was crazy. Yeah, he's this, Where this Chiefs and Bengals game, that was the first time where it's like, oh, no, the confidence and the arrogance bit us in the ass. They still have that core. So, and, and granted, the Chargers made some good defensive pickups. Uh, again, J.C. Jackson and others and, and oh, Khalil and I, Mack. I believe heavily in Herbie. I am fully yeah, loaded I mean, on Herbie. I really am. Thor in real life. I think he well, – we want to talk about an outlandish take. Here it is. I think he has the chance to be the best quarterback in this division this year. I don't think that's outlandish. Some people might say that. I think he, he – he, I mean, listen, he, he's fantastic. My thing is, is that, you know, the Chargers, even last year, they've gotten so much hype and people forget they didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. The Raiders did. Yeah. And for the Broncos – Yo, Russell Wilson's coming off of an injury. It's not a given. Yeah. It never is. And Russell Wilson's never not played for a team named the Seahawks. And so I I think, but the, let's ride. Let's ride. Like, (laughs) you keep picturing him on top of a Bronco. Well, that's that's literally how he's closing. He closed out most of his press conferences like, let's ride. Broncos Nation, let's ride. You're just like, he is just the most, like, corny dad. I, I, I've, I've seen in a while. You know, he's just No, like, he 100%. Just, hey, guys, what do you want to do after school? You want to go coloring, book shopping or something? You want to go to the, some garage sales? You're like, Let's get ready for Easter. Right. Let's get some decorations. But, you know, it's – it's, and what does a move like what the Broncos did do to theirs? Like, if, if they're not in the playoffs, there's no way that they were going to make the playoffs last year. But how now that you have Russell Wilson – well, now we're a championship contender team. True, but it doesn't mean that you're perfect either. Like, they still have holes and stuff – to to fortify, but how many of those are kind of glossed over because you have Russell Wilson now? Yeah, and and that's something that I think most people are going to assume. We assume that people are going to automatically get a touchdown or automatically yeah, have or success, the, or that the holes are going to be are going to be filled by Russell, and no. like it's it's okay. No, Shiloh, I just they think yeah, I think this is a little different, and he's injured and he's older. Granted, this is an era where Tom Brady's still playing. <gasps> Yeah, it's, it's where where TB's playing and he's forty six years old. We're gonna have to get a buzzer. We're gonna have to get like a swear jar equivalent of whatever his name is mentioned. For, yeah. yeah, literally like kangaroo court. It was perfect. Lindsay, I didn't do that on purpose. I'm no, so sorry. I almost called out Joe o on it earlier. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm gonna make it like a full show. But yeah, you just you can't. He I think must so. not be named number twelve. But you know, this this is a new this is a new generation, and no matter how good these teams are. When I tell you that in the playoffs, the margin between victory and a loss was three points, that is going to be the type of atmosphere. Or one injury that, to the lineman. Yeah. Like, that's that's really what it is. Or luck. Or yeah. just, just random, not even just injury luck, just luck in general. This is how tight this division is going to be. Yes. And all these teams in the AFC West are going to play 14 out of their 17 opponents. They're all going to have to play them. And that includes playing each other. Yep. So it's and and also like the Raiders it's kind of like I don't know, people are just not talking about them and listen, yeah. as great as the Chargers have and Brandon Staley, they've gotten all this hype. I'll say it again, they did not make the playoffs last year. Yes. So, and also here, should I should I give out the Raiders news? Well, sure. I just I here's my invitation to everybody else is have no expectations for anything. Expect failure. Expect it to be failure and for it to be just this one time. Expect it to be successful and just for this one time. Expect Aww. the ending. And that's what it is. And and I, I think that's 
we have an extra emphasis of, of, of kind of clutching on to what we can right now because there's so we're just taking on water and so many different aspects and unique aspects of that in our personal lives. And as someone who places a lot of expectations on on myself, on others, on just the world, so much unnecessary stress, so much unnecessary brain power to either calm myself down for when things fall short or to prepare myself in hopes that they will reach what I want them to. Like, I think ultimately we all just need to like get in the mindset that things are supposed to be are, are special for a reason. And just because it looks and talks and walks like a duck that sometimes it's not sometimes it's just a shell of your former self and so either way i i think that the raiders are moving in a more positive direction than we had originally thought and we have a couple of updates we'd like to provide for you with that very news to confirm that yeah so Devonte adams finally he had his press conference it was scheduled for 2 p.m he showed up around 3 Way to get into the Vegas spirit wow, because it's very, though. it's very Vegas. Taking a page out of Jack Harlow's book, right there. Exactly. Uh, in all black, uh, some great comments. Uh, nothing too, you know, just the what you'd expect at the press conference. But the one thing, him and Derek Carr. Derek Carr's like, "Yo, let, let's start practicing." Yada yada yada. He's like, "Chill, I got to sign contracts and move my family and stuff." Like, dude, I don't um, have my garage code yet. Yeah, bro, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm gonna live. But in terms of wide receiver news, it's not just Devonte Adams. Um, but we're taking from the enemy. Uh, the Raiders are in the process of signing Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs. Uh, so that wide receiver room is going to look like this. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, uh, Tyron Johnson, and Demarcus Robinson. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, Lindsey, and Madden, 97 speed, which means he's fast. Well, there's nothing we like more <laughs> than speed in the wide receiver room, and we know that that was a, a very much decimated part of this team for many different reasons but they are at least swimming and not just treading water and they're not sinking and like you said it, it it's down to luck how many overtime victories how many walk-off victories do the Raiders have this year how many more could they have had um it, it's all about having the ability to, to show up and bring your best game at at the moment that it arrives and we did that today with Jello. we had a good one today with Jello, and so we got to give more time for this because it ran a little bit long because there's just so much greatness so we have that in its entirety on the other side of the break 11 for the bet on the line is the host of betql daily and odyssey sports betting insider joe ostrowski insider calls powered by betql bet smarter and beat the books download your betql app today or visit betql.com Joseph, I don't think we've ever actually asked you this. Who is your favorite Joe? Like, who do you think of as a role model Joe? Who are you most proud to share your namesake with? Joe Dirt. Hell, that's the best answer I think I've, I've ever elicited from. What? I've never seen the movie. Are you kidding me? Isn't uh, what's his name? Spades in that movie, right? Yes. What's his name? First name. What do you mean, David? His, David Spade. Yeah, you don't David know Spade. about the Roman candles? Are I don't, you kidding I'm me? I'm sorry. I, when oh it's on Comedy Joe, Central, oh, we might replay. have to completely scrap the rest of our show and talk about the merits of Joe Dirt in your everyday uh, entertainment lexicon, much like our interviews with you as you join us each and every Tuesday. I have a feeling, just just from that quick moment, that this is something that happens normally when Lindsay's trying to explain something to Adrian that that he has not seen. That many people have a popular movie no, from uh, the 90s to 2000, something like that. No, 100%. I'm more of a Kenny Powers guy. I take it, it as a personal a, offense, too. I'm sorry, Lindsay. We'll watch this soon enough on yes. Comedy Central. 
<laughs> Excellent. But, uh, Joe, the, the world of sports has truly been uh, a shaken snow globe in the last 24 hours. But it, it, it's been like that for, for the better part of a week. And so do you have odds for, like, Baker Mayfield landing spots? Because I, I so badly want him on the Steelers for the revenge factor. But I know that there's a very limited pool. And Adrian is his biggest fan. So he's very excited to hear about your answer. Okay, well, it's funny because the uh, BetQL account actually tweeted out an image of my quote today on Baker Mayfield, and I don't think that you're going to care for this. Here Says, we go. Uh, here's Joe Ostrowski on BetQL Daily. Where's Baker going to play? Man, I wish I cared. <laughs> <laughs> That's savage. <laughs> Lindsay, so I told I'm you. Just, I'm just saying. Okay, for if, if we're talking about betting on a team, mm. um, how is it going to change the odds? It's really not. I think it's the best for Baker, wherever he ends up going. But um, all the chairs are being filled here. It feels like we're down to two options for all those available quarterbacks. I'm wondering if Jimmy Garoppolo is still going to move somewhere. Maybe San Francisco, after they said their public goodbyes, they end up keeping him. So it seems like, Baker, are you going to Seattle? But Aren't they doing a full-on rebuild? At least that's what they should be doing. I don't know if Pete Carroll's going to be willing to go through with it. And then there's desperate Carolina, where apparently nobody wants to go. People would rather go to play for the Commanders, apparently, than the Carolina Panthers right now. Uh, They just keep swinging and missing. So it feels like those are the two spots at the very end, and maybe Carolina uh, brings in Baker. Because I don't – if it's not there, where is it going to be? I mean, I know we all have fun uh, with Baker, whether you're backing him or criticizing him. But if you look at some of the quarterbacks that have jobs, QB1 jobs. Correct. Right now, uh, he's, he's better than a lot of them. He is. So, I mean, just because he's not top 15 right now, it, and last year it was mostly injuries, he still deserves a QB1 job in this league. And if he's on a decent team, they clearly can be competitive. So it, it, even though we all have fun with Baker, it is going to be interesting which team wants to bring him in and other teams that are deciding, you know what, we'd rather have this guy than Baker. Listen, Joe, we'll trade him to the Bears for a fifth-round pick. Yeah, anyway. competition going. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, um, let's stay in the NFL before we get into March Madness and uh, the rest of the world of sports. Um, The AFC West has apparently turned into the SEC West, uh, completely loaded with so much talent. Obviously, here in Las Vegas, we're excited getting one of the best wide receivers in the league in Devontae Adams. But to you, which move uh, that the teams in the AFC West made was the biggest impact? Well, there's no doubt it's Denver. I mean, the odds will tell you it's all about the Broncos. Many people suddenly put them in that Super Bowl conversation. Uh, The odds for a Super Bowl MVP – they were cut in half. The the MVP odds um, actually a little bit more than in half for Russell Wilson because the thinking was they have a heck of a roster, a very talented roster. If you just had average quarterback play, and we, we've known for years it's been very poor, but if you just had average quarterback play, that they were going to be a threat in the AFC. But now the AFC is tougher than we can ever remember seeing um, in quite some time. Maybe that's the best division we've ever seen, period. Uh, Are they going to be in the mix? I think that is the most impactful move because it's the only change where I'm looking at a team saying, okay, 
They're not quite a playoff team. They're not quite a Super Bowl contender. But now with Russell Wilson, no matter what you think of him, they are. And when he returned way too early from that finger injury, I, have, I think you have to throw out those first few games and take a look later in the season how he ended up looking. And he is really set up to succeed there, even though it's going to be a very challenging schedule. And not to mention this has kind of become the go-to roster construction, this ready plug-and-play where that roster is just a, a piece away, and then we go get our big quarterback. And you can't really say that it's a dissimilar line of thinking in Indianapolis as they traded for Matt Ryan yesterday. He's headed up there today with his kids in all blue garb, super pumped for them. But in terms of which team you expect to see more success now that there is an expectation of plug-and-play success, who would you uh, choose in between those two squads? When did the NFL become the NBA? Right. I mean, it's crazy. This, this is wild. And growing up, we never saw quarterbacks move. But in the last few years, and I guess it started with TB12, all of a sudden, everybody's moving every single year. And I think you're, you're on it, Lindsay. Like, that's the roster construction a lot of teams are going to copy. It always, was always a Super Bowl team. You're going to copy. It's a copycat league, all that stuff. But now it's going to be, let's build around the quarterback, and if we don't have that quarterback, we might have four to five shots next offseason to find that guy, and if we can't find that player, let's draft a guy, and, and let's keep on rolling with that. And if so it fails, we'll, we'll just yeah. redo everything after one year. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, as far as the Colts move, they did the Philip Rivers thing again where, okay, we had some very poor play, and this is going to be their sixth different starting quarterback in six years. So are, are they good enough to win the division? That's the question you have to ask, because out of that division, there's probably just going to be one, rep- one team representing them in the playoffs because the North is so strong and the West is so darn good. And I'm a little hesitant to jump up and say, like many others over the last couple of days, okay, the Colts were in the division because they have Matt Ryan. Because he's in a good position, he's going to have a good offensive line, a great running back, strong head coach as a play caller. All of that is true, but let's not completely dismiss the Tennessee Titans, your one seed from last year. They also have a really good head coach in, in Vrabel. Or they Dougie P. in Jacksonville. He's got a few offensive plays up his sleeve as well. <laughs> I will believe any Urban Meyer story you tell me. Anyone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, like You go through them like – I. Yeah, I can see that. I think that happened. He is the definition of failing forward or being that type of a-hole that everybody else rises to that similar energy level. Otherwise, how does this guy keep getting chances? So that's the thing, right? He he's not getting any more chances in the league or on TV, right? It's we're at that point. We can only hope. I hope. We can only hope. Yeah, I mean there there are ten playoff caliber teams right now in the AFC. There are probably more than half of them, if they were moving to the NFC, I would say they have a strong chance of representing that conference and going to the Super Bowl. It is, it is amazing how strong this league is right now. And I, the Raiders love Devontae, but are they in that top ten? I, I'm not sure that they are just because and – and I like Carr. He's pretty good. But it's going to be really tough to make the playoffs this time around. They're going to have to have one of those quick starts and just keep it rolling all season long. 
Joe O, host of BetQL Daily, playing exactly into the hands that the NFL wants us to, which is having our conversation dominated by their offseason when there's so much basketball and other things going on. Let's move on mm-hmm. to probably the, the biggest treat on the menu tonight because the hottest team in the NBA is facing off against the Suns at Target Center. I'm betting on Cat. I'm betting on Anthony Edwards. I'm betting on Pat Bev keeping that chili hot by stirring the pot in a Wolves win tonight. But if there are some misguided profiteers that had to put money on any semblance of success for the Suns, where would you direct them? Okay. So I've been talking about this bet over the last couple of days, and I convinced myself to pull the trigger today. And it is a uh, T-Wolves-related wager, even though they lost a very close one last night. All right? I, I, I have a feeling Adrian's going to laugh at me, but it's, it's okay. So I, I'm figuring we, we all know the Suns are on a tier all by themselves right now in the Western Conference with what's happened, Golden State injuries, all that stuff. And Memphis is right now the two. So I'm looking to the other side of the conference. If you look ahead, okay, which teams are going to be on the opposite side with the Suns? Which team could make a run and uh, possibly meet Phoenix later on in that Final Four? So you have to look at the two, the three, the six, and the seven. So six, seven, okay, I could see that. I mean, there are some really good teams down there. I like the Denver Nuggets. Jokic is amazing. 16 to 1 doesn't really get me excited. And then one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Your words. If you shop around on Minnesota, mm. oh, well, 21 to 1 on FanDuel, that's not really all that thrilling. But, oh, there's a 55 to 1 out there <gasps> on Minnesota to win the West, which I bet earlier today, Lindsay. Oh, inject it straight <laughs> into my veins, Joe. Oh, my God. You're speaking my love language right now. <laughs> Do I have a prayer? Oh, you hey. have the whole congregation up and singing, clapping along. We are ready. That team creates matchup problems, Joe. It's Let's not go. as crazy as you think. Mm-hmm. What you just caused Believe to and Lindsay belief. and her confidence, yes. uh, it's going through the uh, the roof. Uh, speaking on the NBA, um, I want to talk to you because this has been a weird year, right? So now we're talking about Minnesota. Uh, earlier in the year, we're talking about Cleveland and Memphis and these smaller markets having great years. Uh, and then the two number one seeds that are like, it feels like we have to pull teeth to talk about the Suns or talk about the Heat. Right now, who's yeah. who's the favorite overall to win the whole thing? Is it the Suns? Uh, that Yeah, I let me double check on that because these have been moving. It took a while for people to finally be like, okay, Brooklyn, at some point I've got to remove you as the favorite. Even after that trade deadline, they were they were still the favorite. But, yes, right now uh, the Suns are the prohibitive favorite. They're plus 320. And then the second favorite, we have to drop down to Golden State and Brooklyn, both plus 600. Then it's And it's bunched up there because Milwaukee is plus 650. And then the fifth favorite is Philadelphia at plus 850. I mean, the biggest reason that the Suns are favored, not only the domination that we've seen, and you're right, we, we don't talk about them enough, um, as they – are the one seed in the West by a wide, wide margin. And they're just they're, they're resting their dudes. They're getting going to be prepared for the playoffs. I think Chris Paul it's comes a, back tonight. It, I mean, it's all about the path. That's what it is. Which, which teams are going to compete against them? Which teams are going to give, bring them to six, seven games? I, I don't know that they're truly going to be challenged. And that's why I was trying to look on the other side of Phoenix. Okay, where can I make some money? And then maybe I hedge my bet or whatever. 
in, in the conference finals because it really seems like it is all about the Suns and uh, they're going to be representing the West there. I mean, and then in Miami, no respect. No respect. We're, we're talking about Philadelphia and what they look like with Harden. Okay, what about Kyrie? When is he going to be available for every single game? They're the favorite coming out of the East. And the team that is not getting enough love facing off against the Bulls tonight is the Milwaukee Bucks. And they had Giannis sit the other day in their loss. They're having Middleton sit tonight in their game against the Bulls. They are resting up uh, for the playoffs. This is not something they've done in the past. They were full throttle, just trying to get the highest seed they possibly could. Well, now they understand what it's all about, and, and that's what they're preparing for. Well, Joe, so, I would like to go on record yeah. uh, that here in the Playmakers, we are Tyler Hero stands. All of the tattoos that are misplaced that say, you know, no work, no check, we're, we've been in on them. But it is weird how much of the narrative has been taken up by mediocrity in the NBA this year when there's so many great teams happening. But like you said, mm-hmm. it's all about the path. And speaking of the path, uh, everything we know about college basketball has been burned to the ground as it does each and every opening weekend of the big tournament. And any peacock from New Jersey that ha- has enough street cred built in for me to believe in their Cinderella story, even if Chad Michael Murray isn't involved. But are there any other underdogs that you can't help but adopt at this point? Hmm, underdogs. You know, Miami's not an underdog anymore. They were when they they posted the line here. Iowa State was favored, but with their terrific guard play, they just do not turn it over. I like the Canes. I understand why they're the favorite right now. Um, Houston, it's only one and a half. Which I find fascinating in a one-five matchup. That's how uh, that's how strong the Cougs have looked so far. People thinking, "Wow, maybe they can make another Final Four run that we saw just a year ago." And then Arizona had that that scare late into overtime with the dramatics in uh, that fun game late on Sunday night. Uh, what I find interesting is even though Texas Tech is the lower seed, they are favored over Duke in the betting markets. I don't know that the referees are going to allow Texas Tech to win this game. <laughs> I hate that we talked about them so much, but uh, I think you have to take a look at it. And St. Peter's, that is the, the biggest line of the weekend, uh, t- or rather of the uh, Thursday-Friday games, 12 and a half. The problem there is just the matchup of the offenses there. Purdue arguably the best offense in the nation, and they're just going to run it up on St. Peter's. I don't think there's any way that St. Peter's is going to be able to keep up. I understand why that one is a double-digit point spread. And Providence keeps surprising teams. They keep surprising teams. So if they could stay within that number of 7.5, it would not shock me. Uh, people just waiting on Providence to lose because of the luck factor. They keep winning close games throughout the regular season. And uh, they've been just taking care of business thus far. Joe Ostrowski joining us, host of BetQL Daily. You can find the podcast. Uh, just search BetQL wherever you find your podcast. And, Joe, my final question, between me and you, uh, this Jawan Howard guy kind of overcompensating a little bit too much with that hug, right, making sure the cameras were on him. Oh, oh yeah. Hook, line, and sinker, college <laughs> basketball media. They bought into that. Oh, look, it's a complete 180 of what we were writing and talking about just a month ago before the suspension. Uh, Yeah, he knew all the cameras were on him. I'm not saying it was manufactured, but maybe uh, maybe Juwan Howard leaned into him, leaned into that a little bit. But I do, do have to give him full credit. I mean, that Michigan squad, they were last couple months of the year, win, loss, win, loss. And then they've really put things together, an impressive run just to get to the Sweet 16. So the the Big Ten is not completely embarrassed with their showing.
All right, Joe, before we let you go, we got to get our obligatory NHL conversation out of the way. I'm mostly hammering the overs on the NHL slate tonight. I I like the Kings, especially with the move they made yesterday of a quank Trey Stetcher. But honestly, Joe, the only thing I want to talk about, send it to the moon with Minnesota Wild. Am I right? You're on this bandwagon, right? With me? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's fair to bring up the flurry numbers taking a step back in Chicago. We see this every year with every sport that makes significant moves at the deadline. When you take a talented player with a pedigree who's done it before and you put him in a winning situation where the games actually mean something, all of a sudden, what do you know? They look like the old player. They still have that in them. I, that was a win-win spot there with, with the two teams involved in that trade. It made perfect sense for Chicago to do that. And with the Wild really looking for help at goaltender, of course it made perfect sense. So, yes, I agree with it. I think we're going to see a better version of Flurry moving forward. Uh, the fascinating part about the trade deadline is even with some of the bigger moves that occurred, we didn't see much movement in the market. Are you telling us, Lindsay, that we need to take a close look at Minnesota Futures? Oh, absolutely. This is the time to, okay. to to absolutely bet on them because they have cap hell impending on them in the next couple of seasons. So they're all mm-hmm. in, and there's a lot of belief in that group in that room, and there's so much excitement in that building. I had like three factions of my family there that none of them knew that each other were there, but that's just how much of a vibe it was. But you are always a vibe when you join us on Tuesdays. Appreciation snaps all around for your willingness and obligation <laughs> to share your wealth expansion knowledge base and sparkling personality with us on a weekly basis, my friend. Until next week unblinking eyes fixated on the BetQL daily streams, uh, you know, because we have to deal with withdrawals somehow. Oh, my God. You are unbelievable. Miss you already, friend. Bye, Joe. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, Joe, oh, just always bringing us back to the center, back to the middle, and honestly, on to our next segment because we got to talk about Urban Meyer and just how big of an a-hole he is. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
songs that you just listen to to kind of like hype up your badassness because you know you're kind of walking into maybe like a negative situation or just one where you have to have your, your guard up? Yeah. This is the song. Oh, hell yeah. One of many. But Shout out to a Trap Call Quest. Seriously, though. Legends. Absolute legends. For better, not for worse. I mean, there's there's fame and then there's infamy, right? Yeah. I feel like the infamy lasts a little bit longer. Negativity tends to stick around longer just as a general rule of thumb. Yeah, no, that's true. Definitely. Um, Urban Meyer will be forever associated, I think, with more of the infamous definition. And I think it just kind of goes to show you that with a, a lot of success, with, a, with, with winning, with all this, it can come crashing down. You can be reduced to this one kind of negative energy. And because it, it, it doesn't matter what stories come out. Like Joe O said, he's like, you could tell me anything about Urban Meyer at this point and I would believe you. Like he has reached that level of a-holeness that not, as, not only is he almost, uh, that, that he's unhirable, he's almost indefensible when it comes to his tactics. Like it, I'm not surprised he was able to find success because he ruled with an iron fist. He was a total authoritarian coach, one that not just looked down upon his players in which he was, you know, in the in the breadbasket of the improper and uh, unbalanced power dynamics in college athletics. But he was like that to his coaches, too. And so you'd be surprised what you can get out of people when they're when they're scared, when they feel threatened, when they feel bad, like. To be honest, most of our most of our society, I feel, runs better on that stuff, runs more efficiently. Yeah. And that's why I, I, we can't ever truly escape it, no matter how many examples, whether they're provided by urban or, or other people, because he's a guy that says that he's addicted to victory, but then has never really, I think, gone through that much adversity because for him to really go through a- adversity but then come out and say a quote like, I went through all of that depression stuff, like staring up at the ceiling because losing was just such a weight on him mentally. Yeah, and the only interview he's done since being fired from Jacksonville. Right. That's what he said. And of just how tone death that is. How ridiculously 100%. misleading and and um, belittling it is, but that's kind of what he does. He belittles people. He he says he kicks his players as intimidation tactics. He says to Trevor Lawrence as he's trying to work on routes with his wide receivers, "quote Hey Trevor, you've got to slow it down for him. These boys from the South, their transcripts ain't right." Which we all know what that double meaning uh-huh. is. But that not is only coded that, like hell, coded as hell. Not only that, like, does he not know where Trevor Lawrence played football at? Right, yeah, the state of South and, Carolina. And, and the other thing is just like the the haphazardness of just like throwing this out there. Like, I, I this is he 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 said this is the most toxic work environment that he's ever worked in. It is because of you, Urban. You are the sludge. You are the one that is causing everybody to be, feel, feel like they're on pins and needles. You are the one that said that, co- or that because of you, coaches were often drained after they left staff meetings because of how negative everything was around that facility, that team, that play, 
And it's not just a lost season. There's wounds. Like, th- there are actual things that will have to be rectified. And honestly, when they hire Doug Peterson, I think that he's a really good coach to help kind of usher in a new era because we've heard about just the way he coaches, the way that he connects with his players. Because it's not just about finding success. It's about making sure that you get the trust back in this room. And that's why towards the end of the season, before Urban even was let go, I was like, you know who the leader is of this show? It's Trevor Lawrence. Because he was the one answering questions for when Urban Meyer was getting lap dances from college girls. And standing up for his teammates. as 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 a rookie. And so, and that's not to be like, good for you, Trevor Lawrence. It's more meant to illuminate the fact that, well, we messed up, or I messed up, and so I'm going to let other people deal with my problems, or I'll even blame it on other people in general if it's like a football-related failure. And then he also lied to his, after that happened, Yeah, he went around to different groups on the team, told them, hey, this is what happened, they tried to trap me, then the more videos came out, so then everyone's just looking at him like, he's full of poop, he's a liar. Yeah. He's a liar. He's a terrible leader, and he knows how to win football games. So that shouldn't mean nearly as much as it does. And slowly but surely, I think we're starting to kind of realize all these things just straight up aren't okay. But we'll be good to go tomorrow for another edition of the Playmakers 3 to 5 p.m. as we always are weekdays. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you to you guys. Be well to each other and yourselves. Use blinkers because people are dying out here. And, you know, that should really wrap everything up. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.